We set the trends, still post to the nens Come true with your friends, pull up in the bend huh. Need me some V's on my neck, huh. ask me I give you the specs And your bitch wanna come give me sex, sorry I had to reject Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Blank Canvas podcast proudly presents to you Chapter 4. Well, if I'm being honest, it's more like Chapter 3.5, but, you know, we have to get the intro in. So, uh, yeah, what's good, my people? Uh, my name is Nathan Tuft, a.k.a. Nats, um, and I'm back with a short update to give you a little update on the Blank Canvas podcast, let you know what's come before, where we're at now, and where we're looking to go going forward. So, yeah, the podcast, Blank Canvas, was started by myself back in 2016 with the idea to give a platform to loads of different people that don't usually get the spotlight shone on them uh, and giving them an opportunity to come speak. It's all about real conversations. It's not about forcing an interview. It's not about asking silly questions. It's literally about having a chat with people and getting to know them, getting to know what they do, what they're passionate about and what their sort of hopes, dreams and aspirations are. So, so far we've had three episodes drop. Hang tight Lyrical G, Hang tight Pins, Hang tight Malik the Fourth. And now, for about 18 months, we've been in sort of stagnation. Essentially, I've got a nine to five, I've got to pay the bills, but the dream is still there. Blank Canvas is still an idea. I can see loads of people behind it. Every time I sort of mention it on my Twitter, on my social media, people always getting involved. People always want to help to make it grow and develop. And I definitely want to do that as well. So um, as of today, the 30th of May, 2018, I am making a pledge to make Blank Canvas a regular podcast, regular episodes, regular guests. And hopefully we will continue to grow. I really do believe in Blank Canvas and I know a lot of other people do. So if you are up for getting involved, please do drop me an email at Nathan Tuft, N-A-T-H-A-N-T-U-F-T at live, L-I-V-E dot com or grab me on the Twitter handle at N-A-T-Z underscore A-O or always interact with the hashtag Blank Canvas. And as a small way of saying thank you to all you people that have been waiting on me, uh, I do have a small little exclusive to share with you today. Um, and I'm going to be including the audio for an interview that I had with the one and only Hardy Caprio back in February. This interview was actually then transcribed into an article over on Nation of Billions. So please make sure that you go and check that out. Just type in Hardy Caprio, Nation of Billions, and the whole interview will be available there with some absolutely amazing pictures and video clips as well. Um, but yeah, we sat down. Uh, this is just before he dropped Rapper back in February. So we sat down, we talked about his journey in music. We talked about where he currently sees himself in the current landscape of the UK scene and what his aspirations or hopes are for the future. It was a great conversation. He's got an absolutely great mind on him. He's thinking already of the next steps in his process. And it's really good to see a young talent like him really sort of prosper uh, and look to grow and develop in the future. So yeah, take it in, small little interview, and I'll catch you up at the end with some more details. So in terms of music, when did you first believe that you could do music as a career? Um, see, I always wanted to do it from when I was 13. But I think I took a serious approach from 18 when I started junior. Was there a particular thing that made you think that you were actually going to take it seriously now? Um, so, at that period in time, coming from Craven, that's when Stormzy started doing, um, started doing his thing. So naturally, obviously we'd seen Crepes and Conan, but I didn't know them. Whereas mm -hmm. I was, like, we all knew Stormzy. 
and it just made it seem like it was actually possible. So I just thought, let me try and apply myself for one year and see how it goes. So you gave yourself that time frame of a year to see what yeah. I can do in 12 months? I always said one year, if I don't progress, then I'll call it a day. And, and, what, and what, 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 was, what was it at the end of that 12 months that made you think, okay, um, I'm not going to turn back, I'm going to carry on? So in that first year, I've done like 20 videos. Like, <laughs> so I started off on like my channel and then I remember I was trying to like, I went onto JDZ Media and that got like 40,000 views and that was like my fifth video and then I was just like, life, life didn't really change after yeah. that happened. It was just like, I was just getting more bait. But then I done my SB on like a wifey rhythm mm -hmm. and then I got like a hundred thousand views and I was just like, ah, if I can get a hundred thousand, I can get a million. So you see the progression? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I was just saying, cool, like I've definitely progressed this year. Mm. Let's just keep it keep going. Keep it going. So you mentioned it, you just mentioned there, but obviously like coming from South London, a lot of artists have come through there. Mm. Did you feel like there was like pressure or was it just from a place of inspiration? Um, Always just, um, always just inspiration. I had a song where I've like um, addressed it back in my um, catalog called Up Till Now. That was when I just was doing a lot, yeah. and I was like, when Krebs and Conan done it, I literally thought, no, nah, no one else can do it. Now. <laughs> do you hear what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when Storms done it, I was just like, ah, right, cool. Now nah, maybe we can. There's do a bit it. of a blueprint there. You've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just like, cool. Like we can just do it. Like I. I always thought that there was some unwritten rule that if one person done it in that area, you can't then do it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, so it has to be like a little bit sort of like just because someone else has done it doesn't mean it's going to necessarily have the same blueprint for you. Yeah. yeah. For someone that's never ever heard a Hardy Caprio track, how would you describe the music that you make in one sentence? Um, wild. I think very wild, very dynamic, um, and a lot of personality infused because um, that's literally what, what I try to um, put in my music, my personality, because that's what will separate me from everyone. You said it there as well, like obviously you, the first things that you did in terms of like, you know, you built the craft on YouTube, you're putting out videos on your own channel. When those first sort of like first interactions and fans started coming through, how, how, did, how did you find that and what was, how did you interact with those people that were listening and commenting? And, Retweeting, liking, whatever. Um, so I was like, because I started from young, yeah. like from 13 to 18, I always see it as like a work experience. <laughs> so naturally, doing it at that time period, I didn't pick up attention, didn't yeah. pick up any um, traction. So naturally, when I started getting it, I was very grateful, very responsive. And then literally, we were in lectures, like me and Ash, who's my manager. Yeah. and. I was just like, I can't even keep up with this now. Like, I'll be, I would be on my phone in the lecture, replying like, yeah, thank you. Da -da -da -da. And my phone was just kept. It on just got too much actually. Yeah, handled. yeah. But I was at first, I was always very responsive and just grateful, really. So again, those sort of early videos. So obviously the Hollywood, the Hollywood ones that you know, the trilogy of them. Yeah. Obviously, you know, as well as being a freestyle, there was always like this sort of behind the scenes look at it, do you know what I mean? The humour, the personality and stuff like that. Very, for me, it was like very reminiscent of like Stormzy and the Wicked Skangman things. It was yeah. more than just the freestyle. Yeah. Um, what made you sort of go down that avenue of like the freestyles behind the scenes thing and will we ever see it come back? Um, 
literally, like I said, I felt like f thousands of people rap in London. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think someone can genuinely say they're the best. Mm. Like, I genuinely believe there's no one that's the best. It's just, you're different. Obviously, some people might rhyme better, but it's never going to be head and shoulders above the next person. Yeah. So whenever I was, when I went to do a freestyle free that time, I just said, keep the camera on, keep the camera rolling, and then I'll, I'll just talk. <laughs> I'll just talk yeah. and see what happens. And um, that's ironically why we called it Hollywood Black, because it was so, it was the polar opposite yeah. of that. It was in a car park <laughs> and just a mess, scatty, yeah, it was scatty. Um, as far as it coming back, I'm never reluctant to go back on things because they're mm -hmm. just basically sides of me. And it's like, whereas I'm making songs now and did it, like, I still like that. I, I came up because I like rapping and yeah so that yeah, enjoyment that you get from it and doing it as well yeah like that was very hollywood one i remember that was just spur of the moment i just said it's sunny called up on me and went out let's go out yeah <laughs> bring the camera <laughs> um so again like going from freestyles and then like yeah switching it up and doing like more tracks you know obvious tracks yeah did for you was there like a differentiation to approaching a track differently to a freestyle or was it quite easy to sort of transfer the sort of skills over definitely hard <laughs> definitely hard because i think on a track everyone wants to showcase their skill but sometimes it's just about doing the best thing mm. for the song so like um yeah no it's a completely different skill i rap completely different when i'm approaching a song different tone of voice everything so it's like taking it that one step further and kind of treating it, mm. or or is it two just two, completely separate I mean, Two separate things. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um. So you did. You spoke about it right at the beginning, then. But obviously, going from your channel, and then yeah, you had Jay Z Media, but now you've got stuff on GRM, Link Up, all of those. Yeah. Do you feel that being featured on sites like that opened you up to a larger audience? And did, is that something that you necessarily saw from being featured on those platforms? Um. Yeah, I think those platforms really help if you. Um, like, if you haven't got everything together, like you haven't got your whole image, you don't know your direction clearly, I think those platforms give you the chance to connect with an audience and see, let you see how other people view you, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because you can be portraying yourself a certain way, but if there's no audience, you don't even know how they're responding to you. So yeah, like definitely, I think those platforms are like, essential. Definitely opened it up. Um, you make you, again. You spoke about it, but the, the wife you're in was, I think, the first time I heard Hardy Caprio. And for me, when you know when wife you're in was that was 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 the thing, and everyone was doing covers of it, and it was the big thing. Obviously, it was a very different tone then. Yeah. But obviously, you you approached it in a way that you know it was more like an outburst. For me, it felt like outburst of emotion, and you just kind of speaking. And well, first of all, why that instrumental? Because yeah. it is an instrumental that is you know, a classic. Yeah. And, and then why tackle it in the way that you did? Um, I felt like people weren't hearing me at that point. I felt like I was doing releases and some would resonate, some wouldn't. And then I realised my grime ones were always doing a bit more. Because mm -hmm. like, I, I did pick a nostalgic beat. At first I done my sound boy on the functions and low beat. And then naturally I said, that done sick. Like that was still growing on my SoundCloud. And 
my JDZ was one of my most viewed, and I was just like, what grind beats do I personally love? And I like the wifey rhythm beat, but whenever I heard it, I didn't want to rap about that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I never wanted to It wasn't to like a love tune, it wasn't none of those Yeah, things, I yeah. thought the beat was kind of dark. Yeah. So I was just like, no one's, got, no one's done this before. I'm going to be the person that raps whatever I want to do on the wifey rhythm. So last year, Hollywood EP, yeah. For me, when I listened through it and kind of all the different tracks, for me, it seemed like it was a growth throughout the disc. It felt like a lot of experimentation, yeah. trying new things. Um, what, what are your opinions looking back and now and sort of reflecting on that release? How do you feel it went? How do you feel it was kind of um, taken in by fans? Hollywood EP was all right in terms of reflecting on it. Like you said, it was a lot of experimenting, mm -hmm. a lot of not knowing. Because I just believe in doing what I can until mm -hmm. I can do what I want. So naturally, it's like I didn't have producers there, like on deck. So I was finding beats. I was finding ways to try and make a song that I haven't heard. Mm -hmm. So like even then, I didn't view rapping and song making as two different things in contrast to how I do now. Yeah. So it was like, I guess you could say I was just... Um, running that brick wall almost, mm. um, but I think, like like you said, there was a lot of new elements. It just wasn't my favorite mm -hmm. release. Looking back, but that's what my career is about anyway. Like I've always said that I'm not gonna be the perfect musician. I'm just gonna be hardy. But is 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 there learning from that as well? Like obviously, you know, you're saying fair enough. It didn't go the 100 percent way I want it, but hopefully now there's some sort of things that you can take from that. And Literally, I, I think after that, I've done the best bounce back I've ever yeah. done. So actually, you needed something like that to be able to sort of learn from it and like say, bounce back in the sort of way that you did. Yeah. Um, so obviously 2018 now, and you know, the things always come around beginning of the year, people want to label everyone next big thing, next to blow, all these type of things. Mm -hmm. And your name's cropping up on a lot of lists. Yeah. Um, obviously for you, that, that, well, actually maybe not obviously, like, how do, how do you take to that? Do you feel like it's good to be recognised or do you, again, do you feel it's a bit of a curse because, you know, now there's that added? See, I've, like, I told you I've been doing it from young, mm. so I've seen these lists, like, from 13. They always come out and yeah, they, list, yeah. they always come out and sometimes the person that was projected to be the favourite isn't the one that actually does anything. Like, because mm. last year, I think I had a great year, but no one said... Hardy was going to yeah. have a great year. But now they all start coming around. Yeah, yeah. but I think, <coughs> I don't care about the list. Like, I appreciate being on every single one of them, but for me, I just have to work like I wasn't on, on any of them because it's not going to change how the audience listens to my music. I have to act like they're not going to like my next song. Yeah. I have to really think they're not going to like it and strive to making the best work I've made. Just keep working, keep trying, definitely. Yeah. That kind of leads in quite good to the next one. So like you, you've said before, um, you know, you can be your own biggest critic when it comes to your music. Yeah. Um, so when you are, you know, making a track and you're listening to it, what are those things that you pick up on? What, what do you think mm. the fans are going to think? Like, what, what, what's that sort of process when you're sort of making a track and sort of... Right now it's a lot about mood. Like, mm. why did I make this song? Like, not... Before I was just making songs, making songs, but now it's like, is there a reason I've made this song? Like, how are they meant to feel? Like, 
and yeah, that's it. I want to capture the mood, and then I want to see if there's a purpose or like, is there a scenario that you can listen to this um, song? So, say for example, is it something I can play in the club? Is mm. it something I can play while I'm driving? Something I can play while I'm revising? If it's not fitting into any of these pockets, then what is it? Really so it's sort of like projecting it, isn't it? And thinking actually, well, what's the situation where I'm listening to it? Where's yeah. the actual place? And sort of visualizing that in a way as well. Yeah. One question I always ask everyone that I interview, because I always seem to get a range of different questions. Mm. So if you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with the extra time? Play Mario Kart. There we go. <laughs> Easy answer. That was, that was a bit too quick. But yeah. Um, all right, back, back to the proper questions now. So yeah, um, you've just come off headline tour in January, did Birmingham, London, Manchester. Yeah. Obviously for you, I could tell in the build up to it, you were excited for it. It was looking to be um, something that you were looking forward to. Yeah. After now, and now you've had the time soon, I come back, reflect back on it. How, how did you feel was the whole experience as a whole? And was there any like memorable moments that you could pick up? I was surprised to be honest. Like by the like as much as I was excited for it, I was worried for it as mm -hmm. well because it's like like um after the success of Unsigned mm -hmm. and after the success of like Super Soul, I thought maybe the ones maybe the people that are coming yeah. don't know my old Yeah, stuff. are they just waiting for those tracks? Yeah, 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 yeah. So naturally I was kind of um worried but it went better than I thought it would. Like literally, uh, every city that I went to, they were taking everything in, and I was just like, I was literally saying it like, didn't think they'd know this one. <laughs> <laughs> like surprised at every track. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, it was a sick experience. Like, um, good to see that. But old words, despite how I view them. Mm people enjoy them exactly. you know, at that time, yeah. Yeah, definitely, like, I, from, I, I didn't have a chance to but I know the people that went and kind of said, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely an experience, which again goes on to the next question, that thinking of live shows, you know, you've been confirmed for a number of festivals this year. Yeah. Um, sort of, it seems to be every week we're getting another announcement, Hardy Capri is on another, on another set. Um, so in terms of 2018 and the live shows that you want to do, what do you hope to bring to the stage and what do you think people get out of attending a Hardy Capriol show? I feel like right now live is like the weakest thing for like the UK, <laughs> for the UK. Yeah. and luckily I came from a generation that like actually was great at live. Mm. Well, I witnessed because one of my um, favorite people performers was J Cole or Skepta. Like so, when I went to their performance, I was touched. So for me, when I bring a performance, I want people to say. I've never had that in my yeah. life. Like, I've never seen something like that. You want people to come away with that emotion and sort of feel something. Yeah, yeah, after yeah. The show. That's that's a very deep thing to have as well. Like, rather like say, not just taking any live set as any live set. People, what people are gonna take from it. Yeah. Again, another another bit of a retrospective one. So again, like I said, from doing what you've been doing so far and knowing how much you like to reflect on things, if you could go back and change one thing in your career up to this moment now. What mm. would it be? Um, I would have been more stubborn when I was younger. Mm -hmm. That's all it is because I feel that I wouldn't have got it right, but the way I was thinking was right. Yeah. So, yeah, like people used to make me do things for the sake of doing it. <coughs> and I always used to question why am I doing it? Mm. So now, if, if I had that mentality from younger, maybe. But I like how everything's gone and so yeah. I do But like you say, yeah. things that maybe work out a certain way. 
and it's all for a reason as well. Yeah. I listened to the track, Rapper, mm. took it in, it's coming out 23rd of Feb, and for me, I like it, I think it's got a good commercial sound as well, and I think that hopefully, fingers crossed, it will do well. Yeah. Um, what do you hope now in terms of like music moving forward? Like you said, you've had those bangers 2017, you had Super Soak, you had Unsigned, and I guess for you it's about what's next. Yeah. So like where, where do you hope to see the music kind of go, go from here? To establish my own soundscape, to like, like I said, everything's about the experience, how people feel with when they hear my thing. Mm -hmm. And when I want to establish something like, there's no one that sounds like Hardy Caprio. There's no one that makes me feel that Hardy Caprio makes me feel. That's it. Nice. And then last question. Um, it's kind of a an open one. It kind of can be seen in any way. But like, what do you want to say? So by the end of 2018, you know, 31st December 2018, what do you want to say that you've accomplished? I want everyone to say he done bits this year. <laughs> that's what I wanted. Yeah. 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 That's it. Well, that was an interview with Hardy Caprio recorded back in February 2018. As I said, that audio was then transcribed into an interview for Nation of Billion, so make sure you go check it out, and I will put the link to the article down in the description below. Um, again, thank you very much for being with me on this journey. Like I said, it's never been easy, uh, but I am dedicated to making Blank Canvas the best it possibly can be. We will be back in a number of weeks with a brand new guest. Um, as always, if you do want to get involved, feel free to get at me on Twitter at NATZ underscore AO and always get connected using the hashtag Blank Canvas. And in the midst of it all, you wore your pain like the three stripes on your clothes. Held your head high like you were neck deep in the sauce You found the cheat codes for us lot on the blocks And now you light this place up on your terms